0: Hey, it's Monique. I hope you're doing well. This is episode 32 of the show. Thank you so much for tuning into the Brown Vegan Podcast, where I love to share stories and strategies on how to get started on a vegan lifestyle in a way that is simple, delicious, and of course, long-term. So I am back with another episode for you. I have Janae from Sweet Potato Soul on the show, and we just basically just chatted it up about a lot of different things. I'm really, really excited for you to listen to this. So Janae started her vegan journey several years ago, and it was kind of in an unlikely way she was a vegetarian at that point and she was just kind of like I'm doing the best I can There's no reason why I need to be a vegan, but she got an amazing education on ethical veganism by working in a vegan restaurant. So she learned so much from that experience that it really helped her move forward in her own journey. And she decided to become a vegan for ethical reasons. So we also talk about why meat alternatives are important, picky eaters, because she was an extremely picky eater when she was a kid, some of her favorite foods whether or not we should take celebrity vegans seriously and why weight loss is not the only reason you need to become vegan. Um, The most important part of this conversation to me was the fact that Janae found her passion in life and her purpose in life by starting this lifestyle and I can relate to that on so many levels and this is exactly why I love this conversation so much. You can get all of the show notes and everything we mentioned at brownvegan.com and if you are new to vegan life you should get the vegan starter kit. It has recipes, tips, all of that stuff. It's absolutely free. You can get that at brownveganvip.com or you can text the word vegan kit to the number 33444 to get that. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into the conversation with Janae.
1: All right, Janae, thanks so much for being on the podcast. How are you today? I'm wonderful. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I just really appreciate you taking the time out. Um, And I want yeah. you to start off by telling the peeps that are listening why did you get started on a vegan journey what happened to bring you to this point I said like uh, it was an accident right
2: like- <laughs> <laughs> well it kind of it kind of was an accident um, I was vegeta- I became vegetarian when I was in college and then when I moved to New York City to be an actress like most actors I got a job at a restaurant but since I was vegetarian I I was like I can't I didn't want to work in a restaurant that sold meat, so I went to a vegan restaurant here in New York, which is called Peace Food Cafe, and that's that was sort of my first uh, discovery of vegan food, vegan lifestyle, vegan. People, you know, ethical vegans. Um, most of the people who worked there, who were vegan, were ethical vegans, and I didn't really, I didn't know anything about like the ethics of eating animal products because I felt like I'm already a vegetarian, so I'm already doing, you know, everything perfectly. So meeting those people becoming friends with them just sort of opened up my eyes to this whole other world and this whole other reality and so I kind of like it took a little while because I it was really difficult for me to give a pizza mm-hmm. and I in order to like not have to give it up, not have to go vegan. I just stayed, I just wanted to be ignorant. You know, I didn't want to know too much. I didn't want to talk about it. I, but then after a while, I started feeling so guilty every time I would eat any animal product for months. And then finally, I was like, okay, Janae, there is something going on here. You, you need to figure out, you know, why you feel guilty, become like, educate yourself. And then you can make your decision as to whether you want to stay or you want to become vegan, or you want to stay vegetarian. And that's what I did. And then I just, I couldn't help myself. I became vegan because I've been vegan for just over four years now. So
1: you know what, I think it's so relatable because a lot of times, and I know this from my own family and friends, they're like, I just don't want to know. Yeah, you know, because pizza is so good. Everything is yeah. so wonderful. My life, my world. I'm doing enough. Okay, I'm a yes. vegetarian. Don't question me. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can. So I can understand this. But mm-hmm. do you think that if more people were, you know, were to, I guess, look at some of those videos, not necessarily PETA, but I guess along those lines, do you think yeah. it would help people transition, or do you think
2: it makes the situation worse? I think it would be so helpful if people were just were just open to to becoming aware. I really, really do. Because I didn't watch any of those scary, like meet your meat videos or anything. I simply because I'm extremely sensitive. And I feel like if I had watched those videos, I would still be reeling from them like right now. And I'm already pretty, I'm already passionate about animal welfare. And so yeah, so I just decided, let me read. Um, So I, I read different books, thought I was doing it like the light, way. Like I, would, I read The Veganist by Kathy Preston because Oprah had her on and mm-hmm. they went, you know, the Oprah um, team went vegan thanks to her. And I'm like, okay, if Oprah is, is recommending this, and this book is probably not too heavy, heavy But I read that and I was like, oh no, oh no, 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 no. Oh, I cannot eat these animal products at all. That was so like, I learned so much in that book book about, you know, yeah how these animals are raised and what happens. And then I started learning ab- and I watched other movies. I watched other movies like, um, um, what's that film called? Vegucated. That mm-hmm. one was really helpful. Um, but, but really I, then I started learning about like the environment. Okay. So, um, re- more so, reading about those things, you know, like the around that time, that was shortly after. I think it was the UN or the World Health Organization. One of those big groups put out a report that animal agriculture was the number one cause of environmental degradation. So to me, that was like, oh my god, that's this is important right here. This is like, I should maybe not be contributing to this. So there was different ways for me. But the, the point is that if you educate yourself and you care, and you're not like just totally cynical, then I don't see how you can't. I literally, I don't, I don't, unfortunately, I cannot, um, I can't put myself in the shoes of somebody who has all the education that I have. And then still does it anyway. Like, I just, I don't understand. <laughs> I guess the point that I'm at right now is like, it, even if I'm so extreme, that even if, you know, there's some science that came out tomorrow that said being vegan actually isn't that good for you, then I would still be vegan.
1: Yeah. yeah because it's a conviction at this point for me. Yes, yeah. Yeah. This yes. is something that, and, it, and it, it really is, at least for me, it's bigger than just the health stuff. Yes. You right? know, so I can see yeah. why you would still continue. And plus, let's go, let's go there for a second about mm-hmm. a lot of the conflicting information out there about being vegan anyway, but you know where that's coming
2: from. Yeah. The me and dairy industry. <laughs> and they keep people confused and it's just like, oh my God, I just give up. I'll just eat anything. Exactly. <laughs> it's just crazy. And also I feel like, like other people's experiences, other people, you know, don't have we don't have the same experience. We don't have the same way of approaching this or living this way. And I feel like that is okay also. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I don't I don't want to I don't feel like it's fair or even necessary or wise for me to try to enforce my way of eating on somebody else. Now, I would love everybody to be vegan. That would be great. Mm -hmm. But realistically, that is not going to happen. Yeah.
1: And you know, another thing I noticed from my own experience, I'm sure you can relate to this, in order to stay on this journey long term, I have to be gentle with myself. Hmm. and I'm not (laughs) saying that I make excuses of why I can't be vegan I'm not saying that at all and I'm not saying I make excuses for other people but I think that when I'm going through some things and I'm not as, you know, quote unquote, perfect as I would like to be in my journey, I have to be really forgiving in order for me to move on. Because I think, yeah, yeah, a lot of times we're so hard on ourselves. You know, if someone, kind of going back to what you were saying about pizza, if you um, Mm -hmm. eat pizza one day and then you're like, well, I guess I just can't do it. I'm not going to do it anymore if you're so hard on yourself. But if you're forgiving Mm -hmm. and as gentle with yourself as you are with animals and other Mm -hmm. people in your life, Then I think that it's important to know that if you're not perfect and things don't go exactly the way you want it to go, that you can continue the next day. Like, do not give up just because you have um, a mishap, I guess.
2: I agree, though. That's like the best. That's such a good point. You know, for people who want to become vegan and because, you know, as a health coach, I work with a lot of people whose specific goal is to be vegan. And then, you know, they might go to some sort of occasion, um, you know, uh, office or family events and they eat cake you know mm-hmm. and they feel so bad and I'm like listen don't beat yourself up about it today you know this is a totally new moment you may have eaten that thing 10 minutes ago but right now you you can make a different decision if you so please don't beat yourself up it's over it's done with you I know agree. move on Absolutely. like you said it can be a learning but I was straight up bring my own cake like <laughs> Legit, <laughs> legit, legit. And I would bring, not not just for me, I would share it too, but I would legit show up with my own cake. And because um, when I was growing up, now I didn't know any like ethical vegans growing up, but a good deal of my family in DC and in that area are vegan. And because oh, wow. that's, and my dad was raised vegan. Cause,
1: oh,
2: wow. Yeah. Have you heard of the Hebrew Israelites? Yes, yes. Okay, so my dad was raised Hebrew-Israelite, and a ton of my family still is, and majority of, well, his brother moved to Israel before I was even born, and also all my family, I have tons of family there, and they're all vegan, right? So even the, so the people who lived in the States or, you know, here in, in, well, in D.C., when we'd have a family occasion like that, somebody's birthday, a cookout, family reunion, still to this day. They will bring the, I don't know actually if it's still to this day. I haven't been to one recently, but they would bring, they would have a vegan cake. They would have, you know, their food that they would bring and share with everybody if we wanted it. But like, like, like I said before, like legit their own vegan Mm -hmm. stuff too. And my dad, like the last family reunion I went to, he's not vegan anymore, but the last family reunion I went to, he cooked up a huge, uh, vegan lasagna for everybody you know right. like one of those like restaurant size things and everybody loved it and it was, everybody's was happy so I feel like that part of that side of my family is particularly particularly unique <laughs> <laughs>
1: definitely, definitely right well let's talk about that then so growing up your dad was a vegan while you during your childhood
2: no so what he says it was my mom who turned him Turned him south (laughs) because uh, when he met her, you know, they were in their early 20s when they met and she was she was she didn't eat red meat. She had stopped eating that when she was 13, but she ate everything else, chicken and fish. And he says that she took him to a restaurant. And ordered shrimp and he tasted it and that was it for him. Oh, then wow. that was like he had <laughs> never had anything like that before. It was so good to him. And he just it just opened up his he just was like, Whoa, if I have not been eating this delicious shrimp, what have I what else have I been missing? Oh, and he never he's still to this day never had any red meat. Um, but he has he does eat chicken and seafood. But mm-hmm. still to this day, no red meat. And he is like adamant he's just, he's like, w- if I'm, you know, I've, I'm 50 some years old, why would I eat that now? There's no reason. I know it's bad for me. I'm never going to do it. Right. So.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, how do you feel about it? Cause you just, you, when you mentioned how your mom gave him, <laughs> let mm-hmm. him taste that shrimp and that was the end. How do you feel about, <laughs> how do you feel about veganizing like favorite foods? Like, you know, you say uh-huh. your dad eats chicken now. Do you, yeah, how yeah. do you feel about like the meat alternatives and things
2: like that? Um, if you uh-huh. decided to eat those instead of chicken? I think those are great. <laughs> yeah. <I think> <laughs> my, my dad was also, when he was vegan, before he knew my mom, he managed um, this restaurant in Atlanta called Soul Veg. Oh, yeah. I know that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he learned how to cook all those things there. You know, you can get anything there. Smothered. You can get your fake chicken and like fish soul and yeah. soul food. Right. So, so he, So my dad makes all that stuff. And, you know, but he doesn't do a lot of the fake meats. He does a lot of the tofus and, like, since I've, you know, all my life, lots of tofu, different ways of preparing tofu, lasagna, using a lot of nutritional yeast, making different sauces, um, you know, like, he can make ice cream, he can make, he can make your soy milk, tofu, everything, seitan, all that stuff. And I think that stuff is great. Personally, I don't eat it a lot because I eat a super super unprocessed, clean diet. But, you know, as far as, because a lot of people will say, like, if I'm going to eat fake chicken, I think it's better to just eat the real chicken. But there's so many reasons it's not better to eat the real chicken. First of all, they taste so similarly nowadays. Second of all, the fake stuff, even though it might be processed, is still better for you. You're still less likely to get cancer when you eat that than if you eat real chicken. Also, it's a lot lot easier on, you know, resources. It doesn't take nearly as many resources to make the fake stuff than it does to make the chickens. And also, like, the ethical stuff. If you think about, there was no, sure, there were some animals involved because they did have to farm the soy or the wheat or the peas or whatever, but the harm is a lot more lot smaller so there's so many reasons it's better and if you really want to eat chicken i say get the garden beyond meat there's so many things out there now i buy i swear by those field rock field roast sausages and all their products right right (laughs) so good i thought because i you know I am from the South. And so I do like, you know, having like the sausage, the smoky flavor and stuff. And like my red beans and rice, greens and stuff, such and such. So, yeah, get that stuff. I think it's delicious. I think it's way better for you. I think you can trick your family with it. So, yeah, why not? Oh, yeah. I trick my family. We're big Philly those fans. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, right? oh, my That's, gosh. Yeah people who don't like
1: the alternatives who are trying to transition our families, I really need to know their secret because yeah. I'm in, I have a husband and three sons. And yeah. if I try to give them just a whole plate of vegetables, they would really look at me crazy. So I, I, I have to use some of that stuff.
2: Mm-hmm, <laughs> That's exactly. the only way the transition was possible for
1: us. Is I bet. That.
2: <laughs> it makes life so much easier. So convenient. You like heat up a little, uh, you know, sausage. I remember when I was a kid, I used to, I was extremely picky. Oh. I but, I would eat hot dogs and baked beans, you know, and we didn't eat red meat, but i did you would we would have like uh, turkey turkey hot dogs and those vegetarian bushes baked beans, and then my <laughs> nana would warm that up in a you know in a stove, and that would be my lunch right mm-hmm. and so like as a kid like, if if my family was trying to make me vegan, there's no way they could do it without using those products. It would be. Impossible, I would starve and I would die. You couldn't like sneak me something green, you know, like make a smoothie. I would not taste it. I had like this really, like this whole, I don't know, that one of those, you know, I was one of those kids that just doesn't like to eat a lot of non-kid food. So those alternatives are so helpful. Do you have any other tips for, you know, picky picky eaters? Yeah. I think we're all, I think all of us picky children are very different, you know, for what we like. So, so, okay. What, what my parents would do So I did like broccoli, okay? That was my one thing that I did like because it looked like trees. (laughs) Um, But one of the ways that I started eating more foods when I was probably maybe 10 years old or so, I started, my mom started letting me cook by myself in the kitchen, right? Mm -hmm. And so she bought a couple, you know, cheapy cookbooks at the Barnes and Noble or whatever. And I chose a couple recipes out of that that I wanted, you know, I thought sounded yummy because, you know, like kid stuff, like Szechuan chicken, you know, simple, Mm -hmm. you know, tasty Chinese fake Chinese food. And yeah, my mom would, you know, we'd write down the ingredients we'd go to the grocery store and buy the ingredients, things I had never seen or heard of before, but I wanted to make the dish. So me being like in... Charge of it, and being in the kitchen and being able to play um, really got me to. Still, I wasn't eating like greens <laughs> yet, mm-hmm. but it definitely was trying different flavors. You know,
1: I love it. I love it. That's exactly yeah. how I feel about my picky eater. My yeah, grandson, yeah. Put to oh, work. yeah, yeah. We would go grocery shopping, and I would just mm-hmm. let them try different things, and i oh, just pick this out. Let's go home. And yeah, make let's do that. It makes you have to be
2: patient. be <laughs> yes. patient because we don't, don't like everything, but no. yeah, it takes some time to try things. Absolutely. So what are some of your favorite foods now? What do you really just always have on your grocery list? Oh, kimchi is one. Oh, yeah. Now I'm not a picky eater whatsoever. (laughs) I'm like, still my family's like, oh, Janae, you don't like that. I'm like, wait, I do like, and it's been 20 years. I like it now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I've grown up, but kimchi is like one of my all-time favorite It's always on my grocery list um, because I don't make it at home, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so that's like the Korean fermented cabbage. I put that like I just had lunch um, a couple couple hours ago and I made toasted Ezekiel bread with mashed avocado lentils and kimchi. And cause I don't, I don't cook for myself very often. I don't even like to cook for myself. I just like to eat. And, um, so I always have, I always have like pre-cooked lentils and grains and kimchi and like vegetables in the fridge. So I'll cook like a bunch of stuff once a week and just stick it in the fridge. And so when I get hungry, I just make, you know, just put, put stuff together. It's like five ingredients, literally. When you right. say you don't cook for yourself, it's so funny because you're a personal
1: chef. Yes, but that's probably because you're cooking for everyone else. So that's right. when you're just like, when I get
2: home, I just want to keep it. Really yeah, simple. yeah, I just have no interest. I don't know if I had much interest to cook for myself before I became personal chef either. Mm-hmm. It was more like if I didn't have, if I didn't have uh, my mom when I was a kid to cook for, you know, I got she, you, she let me play in the kitchen and make things. And my grandmother is a good, a huge cook and very great cook. Um, but I, you know, if, if I couldn't share the food that I was cooking with them, I probably would never have gotten interested. And then when I became an adult and like, you know, I was in college, I cooked for my friends and I would have my friends over. Um, but yeah, because it was just, it's just not, it, for me, it's just not as fun to cook for myself. I see. Because you show show your love through food, it sounds like. Yeah. 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 And it's not like I don't eat. I eat. But I just... Keep it simple. (laughs) Yeah, I just keep it extremely simple. Speaking of simple, because I know you have a five-ingredient vegan cookbook, too. Tell us about that. The cookbook, it came about because a lot of people here in the city, we're telling, you know, when I would teach classes and I'd have workshops, people would be like, oh my God, I wish I could cook like this, but I just don't have enough time. I get overwhelmed with all these ingredients. I don't know, how, like I might buy, you know, maybe tahini and there's, I only know how to use tahini in this one thing. And I have this tahini in my cupboard for five years. And so what I did was I narrowed it down to like my uh, few well, I have a lot of favorites. So like <laughs> five ingredients. Tahini is a, is one of them because I had multiple people, multiple people be like, what else can I use this stuff for other than hummus? Mm-hmm. So um, there's five chapters with a different ingredient, tahini being one, and then five, five ingredient recipes for each. And so, you know, it shows you the, like the tahini one. You can use it to make these amazing tahini cookies. There's, um, I have a, a I think there's two different tahini like dressing slash sauces in there to make a salad um, and there's like a tahini banana butter for crepes which are also in the book but in a different chapter they're in the chia seed chapter mm-hmm. so like they're they're just these ingredients that we always hear oh they're so wonderful but you only have like one ingredient or one recipe to use them for and the intention is to get people interested in trying these things and like and having more fun with these ingredients, but also to get people cooking and just to get people comfortable with vegan, what, what it even means to like cook vegan food.
1: Do you use some of your recipes in your 21 day vegan uh, blueprint or is that kind of just helping people transition completely?
2: Yeah, that one's, that one's a little the program. Different. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those recipes, there's some of them that are super simple, like five ingredient in there. Most of them are under 10 ingredients, maybe like two aren't. And um yeah, that's total like like step by step um from like non vegan to vegan. Love it.
1: Yeah, it's so important because sometimes people say, Well just just go to go to the produce department and just buy produce. But I think mm-hmm. transitioning to being a vegan is more mindset. Sometimes, mm-hmm. food, oh yeah, you need someone to help you to guide you through some of the things yes. that are going going on through your mind because it's so hard to unlearn everything we've ever known about yeah. food. Oh my goodness, it's overwhelming. You're right, food and
2: food is just so personal, so t- tied to like like who we are as people. You know, so to, to say, I think that's the biggest, biggest challenge with trying to get people, you know, you know, the government now, like the, what is the USDA says that we should eat less meat for the environment. But the, and that's awesome, but I feel like their biggest challenge is going to be convincing people to cut back meat when it is such an intrinsic part of our culture as Americans. It's like, who are we? In a lot of, of, lots of places all over the world, especially here and in Europe where it's like, wait, no meat. Like this is, you are like, you are threatening the core of who I am, uh-huh. you know? Absolutely. So to change that, to, to like, to create new, you know, new traditions and new ways of being, that is definitely a challenge, but I'm like, I'm up for the challenge. I feel like this is. This is why I'm on this planet, you know? <laughs> yes. You
1: mentioned um, Oprah and how she did the challenge. And I do remember yeah. that. And I read the book. How do you feel about celebrities? Um, I know Beyonce <laughs> just announced. Ah, yes, let's talk about that you.
2: girl. Oh my God, <laughs> right? We not. were talking about it on my Facebook, the Facebook group I'm in with the other bloggers. Uh huh. I, I had a bit to say because a lot of people aren't vegan. So let me tell you, I don't know. I used to feel... This is a way that I think I change. I'm going to just change my mind constantly over this issue as times change. As like, but um, but like this last whole announcement, basically, I mean, I I'm a huge I'm a Beyonce fan. Okay, mm-hmm. but. Basically, that announcement to me was just – it was just a commercial. It was a commercial for the meal delivery service because she's in – you know, that's – like she has a stake in in that business with Marco. And, you know, and it it is – you know, I think it is great to go vegan. And that is part part of why she looks so fabulous and she can keep her weight down. And it is a great way to keep weight off. Yeah. And have more energy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But for people to like take it seriously, I don't know if celebrities talking about it from the stance of like weight loss. When we hear them talk about different diets and crazy ways of eating all the time, I don't know how serious People take that.
1: Because, see, the way I looked at it is okay, I understand she's a businesswoman. I'm a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. You're a businesswoman, right? So I get, you know, her figuring out a way to, I guess, profit off something that you already do and you already yes. enjoy and you already believe in. I don't see anything wrong with that. No. I've never, I have actually have still not seen the commercial because you said it was a com- like a commercial on Good yeah. Morning America. I haven't seen yeah, it, oh, okay, it, it. it. Yeah, basically. Oh, okay. You should watch <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw it as, you know, a great way to plant the seed for so many people who don't even know what a vegan is. Yeah, so I don't really like it when it's from a weight loss perspective. It really drives me crazy because yeah, like, I'm not a skinny vegan, and I haven't mm-hmm. been that for a long time. So it's just that reason because I don't think that's enough of a motivation to continue. No.
2: It's not enough. no way, and or especially yeah. to maintain it and Absolutely. to s- and. And if if it's like, say for instance, you become vegan and you, you lose weight and you feel amazing. And then you just decide, you know, this, I just don't want to eat this anyway, this way anymore. Um, But I, I have been doing it in a great way and I, I did feel wonderful while I was on it and then I'm moving on. That's fine. But a lot of people, what happens is they, they, they go vegan because they want to lose weight. And they basically starve themselves, mm-hmm. and then two months later they say, "Oh my God, this is the worst way of eating." The people who do this are crazy. When I was vegan, I was hungry the whole time. My hair started falling out. This and this and that. And they have a terrible impression of it because, first of all, they were starving themselves, and they sure they weren't eating animal products. But more importantly, they were starving themselves. Whether they were vegan or not, the same thing would have happened. So like that's the whole problem when it when you just approach it as a celebrity from like, I lost weight. Oh my God. I lost weight from doing this Mm -hmm. because they lose weight doing so many. Remember before Beyonce was um, talking about, she loses weight really quickly doing the master cleanse.
1: No, I don't remember that. Yeah, that was a a fan than I am. Uh I I am. I'm definitely. I mean
2: I I, I don't even I don't keep up with that many celebrities, but you know, like she for sure, like Beyoncé I know what she's up to.
1: See, that's exactly (laughs) why I was so excited about even though like I said I still haven't seen the video, this is why I was so excited because so many women love her and I was like It would make them curious about it. But if they do it the way you you just talked about when there's like an issue of
2: calories. And then they'd be like, oh, I I don't know how Beyonce does it. Another thing, she had a tear of huge backlash on her Instagram. And I think mostly just Instagram. I think perhaps Twitter also. People being like, oh, no, Beyonce talking about, you know, being vegan. Oh, no, no. I I love Beyonce, but I'm not gonna follow her that far. (laughs) People like basically (laughs) posting like, Hamburger emojis, hamburger. Right, but I'm like, oh, but anyway, those could, pro- those could be vegan too, y'all. Y'all don't can- know. You guys don't know. You sound like they're <laughs> my friend. Look, it was so funny yesterday. Uh, one of my friends, we were looking.
1: I said, see, they put emojis or hamburgers and and pizza and ice cream. We can eat all of that. Right, see, we they can, can eat so all of that. that. Hello? <laughs> they don't know. They, they don't know, right?
2: <laughs> we're talking because it's like, oh gosh, vegan. What do you eat? Just lettuce. It's Right. And a lot of people <laughs> want actually not, I'm going to say, I can't say a lot. I did read one comment on her Instagram. The girl said um, that Beyonce, she was offended that Beyonce was promoting a way of eating that most people can't afford. And I was like, damn <laughs> I wish you would just just google it before you post it you know yes. say is vegan eating affordable or how to eat vegan on a budget or whatever whatever terms you need to to put it in but like uh people are just so uninformed and do not know what this is and when you just go on on TV talking about you have are you skinny and your skin looks nice uh, it's uh. not not as helpful No, I mean, some people yeah will. Some people will be like, Okay, I've been hearing about this vegan thing a couple of times. Let me look into it. But you know how that information is out there. Like if I would hope that they would go like on YouTube and find something wonderful, like one of our videos yeah. and be inspired. And I'm sure there will be people who do that, which is fabulous. But yeah. relying on celebrities like her to like tell people about this way of eating is I don't see that being like a long term way of, um, of making it, you know, of promoting the, the lifestyle. I feel like the best way to do to, to, to get people to get young people to to change the way that they're eating mm-hmm. is to empower them to understand how the foods that they put into your, their bodies, first of all, how food affects you, you know, in so many levels, it's not just what you like when you're hungry, you eat, there's it, it, it gives you it nourishes you, it is you it heals you or it destroys you. And, and for kids to or for young people to understand that connection. And then to the next level to understand how where we live in this in this world, um, food is basically like food. Companies are not there to to keep us healthy. They're they're here to you know have take our dollars to get us addicted to things and to. I think if people were empowered and, and really understood what's happening behind the scenes of their their whatever their hamburger or their whatever it might be, then they could make a more informed. Um, decision, I feel like if people were empowered, that would be awesome. But to get people to the place where they actually can listen and be like affected and learn something, that would probably be a little bit difficult because people are so willing and so eager to like be like, "Oh, this is not interesting. I don't want to hear it." Bye. But
1: see, mm-hmm. the way I look at it is because if I think of it the way you just said it, I would be <laughs> so discouraged by this by trying mm-hmm. to help reach people. I kind of just leave the information there for those who are interested because there's, yes there's that's how I look at it I don't interested. feel like I have yeah because if I feel like I have to chase you down to convince you I'm not it's not gonna work but just have it there for people who are interested and that's the way I have to look at it because oh exactly. gosh it's so discouraging that's all you it? can do I yeah. mean
2: I'm on the same page literally I'm not gonna tell I'm not gonna try to convince anybody to be vegan. However, you're already thinking about it. Y'all know where to come, yes, right? Exactly. I gotta do my part. Like there's human nature. We behave the way we do for a good, you know, for reasons. And, but you got to do the best you can. That's like, it's, that's why it's so strange to me when people act, when people say, oh, you're vegan, but you, and you care about the environment, but you still fly in airplanes, you know, oh my like gosh. you can, you can all that does. That's not a good argument for me. Like to like, if you can't do everything perfectly, don't do anything. Don't do anything. I know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely don't do everything perfectly in my life, but I have some volition. We have volition. We can decide what we want to do. And so why not do something, you know, good, I want to know, how do you, what are some of the areas of your life that you feel like you've
1: been proved in? Um, Because let me give you an example of what I mean when I say that as far as being vegan. Um, I feel like in so many ways it, Open my mind up for so many other possibilities in my life. Um, yeah. So when I became, I became a minimalist, I'm kind of bad at meditation, but at least it opened me up to some of that, I think. Right. Um, being more present in my life, I feel like it, it's done that for me as well. So what are mm-hmm. some other areas, I guess, in your life besides your health? Because you eat very clean. I'm yeah, on I your do. site. You really, really <laughs> clean. But besides, you know, besides your health, what other areas that you didn't expect to have, I guess, an improvement on um, I'm vegan?
2: Oof. Okay, I'm looking, I'm looking across my, my, my room right now at this book that I contributed to, uh, like an essay too. It's called The Good Karma Diet by Victoria Moran. and I shared my story of like how she asked me like what good karma has come into your life from becoming vegan. So basically the same thing you're asking. And you know what? The biggest thing for me, first of all, it changed my whole life. But in a way that I had not imagined, um, because before I became vegan, I was an actress, I was struggling actress, I had no passion for that craft anymore, I wasn't interested. But I also didn't feel like I had any other thing to offer. To the world, I, I didn't know anything else. I went to college for acting, um, and I felt just totally unqualified as a human being to do anything else but pursue this thing that I had no desire to pursue. And then when I became vegan, it was as though a light switch just flipped, flipped on, you know, and and my whole world just opened up because. There are just so many possibilities. There's so many ways that you can, you know, for me, I wanted to, to do, you know, use this professionally and there's like a million ways you can do that. You can have a business selling products, food, you could be a coach, you could be a chef, you can have a blog, you can do anything. You can have a podcast like you're doing. Um, so it just opened my eyes to the possibilities um, that were in me because I literally, I, I like, when I say I had, I felt like I had no no like other uh, way thing to offer the world. I really felt like that. <laughs> so when I became vegan and I think part of the, why it opened my eyes, like on a, like, I guess like a, just a scientific level is I was, I wasn't very healthy before I was vegetarian and I was a lot healthier than I had been before I became vegetarian. But I had like all these digestive issues that really affected my mood and my energy levels on a daily basis. And it prevented me from seeing clearly because I like most of the time in the day, I'm like my brain, I I wish I knew exactly the statistics, but I'm guessing like, like 80% of my, my brain energy was going to my gut. What was my mm. gut feeling like? Wh- wh- why Why was I feeling this way? What did I eat? Oh, I feel bad. Or oh, I feel it feels not so it feels fine. And it was just that was consuming me for so many years. And I feel like as soon as I became vegan, first of all, that went away, which was mind blowing. And once I got over the fact that a miracle had just happened, like, all these, like I had so much more, more um, space in my brain Mm -hmm. to think about other things. So then I think, yeah, I was just like, I had so much more room to like dream and to see, see my way out of the situation I was in. So I attribute that to becoming vegan. And I'm very grateful for it.
1: Yes, I love (laughs) it. Oh, my gosh, such a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so, so much for sharing. Of course, all of your experiences and and everything with us, I know that it's going to help other
2: people move forward in their journeys. Can you um, tell us where we can reach you online? Yeah, you can find me at sleeppotatoesoul.com. And um, also on YouTube, if you just search sweet Potato Soul or like YouTube slash sweet Potato Soul. And then all social media at sweet Potato Soul. Just remember sweet Potato Soul. You can Google (laughs) it. You can type it into your search bar. You will find me. Yes.
1: Put everything everything, all of Janae's links and all of her information. You can purchase her 21 Day Vegan uh, Blueprint, her five ingredient vegan cookbook, and you can get in contact with her. I'll put all of the links at brownvegan.com so that you can check her out. <laughs> Thank you. You're
2: welcome. Too much fun.